Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Inner Sanctum online group sessions with Karen Swain. My special guest today is the gorgeous Sabine Ponsulet, all the way over in Dubai. Sabine is up at 2 a.m. in the morning to talk to us all. Thank you so much for getting up so early, Sabine. Welcome. Welcome to our little group session. Hello, everyone, and thank you for receiving me. We've just been chatting online with the group and Sabina's in 45 degrees Celsius over there in Dubai and it's like went down to five degrees in Sydney today. So all this morning, I should say, it's getting a little um, warmer now. So let me tell people a little bit Sabine, about Sabine who haven't seen her on the show. Sabine and I had a great conversation. Was it this year or last year, Sabine? I can't remember for the show. Last year. It was last, last year. year. Yeah, yeah. So Sabine Ponsulet is an animal communicator, healer and gifted intuitive who communicates telepathically with many beings. And in 2019, she attuned with light language after meeting her first galactic angelic guides or beings. Some of them became her spiritual guides and now they work as a team. Raised in Belgium, Sabine has been living in Dubai for around 11 years, maybe 12 years now. She believes that what she does in the Arab world deserves to be more known and expanded all over the world. This is something that fascinates me, actually, is, uh, is, is living in the Arab world, and especially the Arab sort of predominantly Muslim world. I'm, I'm going to quiz you about that because I'm fascinated by that. And then, and then doing this work in that sort of environment, she says... Many still believe that the Arab world is not open to energy healing, telepathy and animal communication, but she feels it's a place where she could really spread her wings as an energy healer and communicator. She's a natural animal communicator and she's been telepathically with many beings from around the age of seven. And today she does light language for animals, noticing that too often we, we reserve this for humans at first, she only did it for humans until the day she applied the light language in animal sessions and found the results combined with healing and animal communication to be ama amazing. Sabine's mission is to help men and women in their awakening process to change people's consciousness, skyrocket inner power and raise vibrations. And what do you say here? I'm here to serve. My company is built of a foundation of love, a passion for what is possible, and a commitment uh, to being an unstoppable force of good. <laughs> Yay! And your website is sabinetherapies.com, right, Sabine? That's correct, yes. So let's go over. So asking people that are online, there's only one or two that actually had watched the session with you uh, that we did on ATP Media. So we'll go over your story a little bit. When did you know that you had these healing or intuitive abilities? And what took you to Dubai? I discovered those abilities at the age of seven, mainly when my grandfather died. And that's approximately at the same time that I realized I could hear the voice of animal in my mind, which my mom was saying, animal, don't speak, don't say that to anyone, <laughs> shut up. And this is why I repressed that for many, many years. I was doing in my secret world, including for seeing people who passed away, because after my grandfather passed away, he was coming to see me 
every night uh, near to my bed because my parents divorced. I was five and my mom met someone and, you know, was not my father. I felt a bit rejected and jealous. And he came uh, to reinsure me because I was crying one night and that's how all started. And I started to see uh, many people like him on the other side. And I could feel the pain of others, but I thought it was normal for me. And it made me, to be honest with you, very uncomfortable for many, many years. We call this uh, being an empath, which I didn't know the word at that time. I discovered I was an adult. But all my childhood and teenager time, I could feel the pain of others on many different levels in my body. And I remember it's mainly around the age of 14, 15 years old. One day, uh, my friend was not feeling good, and I did that on her. And she said, oh, my God, I'm feeling lighter now. I'm like, hmm? does it work? Because my intention was helping. For me, that was the first things coming into my mind because she was not feeling good. And then I've done it with others, and every time it was the same, I was like, uh-huh, that's interesting. But I didn't know anything about that. It's much, much, much later that I discovered the meaning and that people told me, yes, you have those capacities, etc., etc., which was interesting because that's the moment I learned. But I was not really believing in it somehow because the fact that I shut down speaking with animal, that part of me was shut down too. And I rejected for many, many years. Yes. Yeah. But uh, the light language and uh, it sort of increased after you moved to the Arab world, didn't it? Didn't it? Like your whole abilities increased and expanded. Yes, yes, yes. You know, I can say, frankly, I came in Dubai for healing. That's my healing place. I can call Dubai like that. Um, For many people, it's a different meaning. But for me, that's my meaning. Because I was in the world of finance. And after many burnout, depression, I was in a life that finally was not convenient for me. But it took me a long time to realize that. And I came in Dubai with a job in finance, thinking that it would be different because it's another world. But no, it's still finance. It doesn't (laughs) change, you know. But that was my mind telling me that. And I was not awakened like I am today because being in the world of finance, you know, the ego is predominant. That's the world like that. And I was happy. I thought I was happy. Coming in Dubai, very proud of me, of what I have done, et cetera, et cetera. I didn't stay long in finance because I realized I'm still feeling miserable. (laughs) I'm still feeling not fulfilled. Uh, I'm not happy. And that's not what I want. But somehow going back in Europe, I was like having a miserable life like I had before. No, Uh, I need to change. But my guides was was telling me, were telling me, sorry, my English sometimes a bit funny, (laughs) were telling me, Sabine, it's time to embrace. And I was like, "Hmm." you know, finance is bringing a lot of money. Mm. And I was afraid. 
And honestly, I struggled for many years in the field where I am now because of that. I had this limiting belief that being a healer is low level stuff. Uh, it's like witches, uh, you know, crystal ball and all that uh, stuff. And it's like yoga retreat you do on the weekend. It's not bringing you money and it's not respectable like finance was respectable. It was a false belief at that time. And that's the main reason why I struggled for years because I had to get rid of, of all that programming I had to finally accept who I am. And that's only the moment when I accepted, okay, I'm a healer and I pr I'm proud to be a healer and I'm proud to be an animal communicator. I could say openly to everyone. From that moment, I started to get much more client and I could say it became a business full time. Yeah. But before that, I only struggled by my fault, by my limiting belief system, uh, thinking that finance is more respectable than animal communicator, <laughs> than a healer. Yeah, I think that, uh, where am I? There I am. I think that, you know, becoming a healer and, and, and opening to putting yourself out there as, as a healer or a psychic or any sort of form of, of do I call it new is is the personal growth workshop in itself because we have to look at our belief systems we have to look at our beliefs around our worth and our worth has been given to us for the most part by a mainstream society that says this job is worthy this job is worthy this job is worthy this job is not so don't give up your day job you know there are so many paradigms that we're swimming in that we have to un you know break free of when we come into our own and uh, that it's a journey for many and I, I believe that you know our generation and older have set the stage to making that a lot easier for the younger generation who come in knowing they're healers and they don't have to battle that whole thing that you were talking about it's you know you're not going to get paid a lot of money and it's not a worthy job and all that sort of stuff they don't have to battle that because you know we've done the work around it don't you think Sabine? Yeah, that's totally correct. And in my case, I have also in my mother's side, um, the father of my grandmother was a psychic medium, but he didn't use it professionally. He was using it to help people, to save people in the mine. I don't know the word in English. We say mine in French. You know, when you go to extract the... In the mine. have the... Yep. The minds, okay, the minds, yep. sorry, sometimes I lose words. And he was helping people because they had a lot of explosion at that time and he could predict that. Wow. Before him, they had others like him. Then in my ancestral lineage, I had also that belief that if you are a healer or psychic medium, you cannot get paid. It's a gift. You can't yeah. get paid. When I had also to work on my ancestral lineage, to be able to establish myself here in Dubai full time and get paid and accepting the fact that it's normal to get paid like my job in finance. That was quite a long journey for me in terms of accepting who I am. This is why I said Dubai is really my healing place. Also the fact that it's a 
multinational uh, place. They have a majority of Asian people, many from Pakistan, India, um, Iran, many countries like that. And the culture is totally different. And believe me, with the Indian culture, I could find many courses here that could open also my mind and help me to grow. Wow. Yeah. I've this is here where I learned Theta Healing. This is here I learned hypnosis. That's not in Belgium. This is here uh, I've met Eric Pearl for Reconnective Healing. Oh my God, I've done many, many courses. Only in South Africa, I've done my shamanic uh, initiation, but the other courses, it's all in Dubai. Wow. All. I wanted yeah. to quiz you about the Arab world because, you know, I've never been there. I know nothing about it. It sounds like it's so multicultural. Um, being a predominantly a Muslim uh, society, uh, is it like, how does that work? When you go into the streets, do you have to like wrap up or can you wear a T-shirt with short sleeves like you're wearing now and it's very acceptable? Are there some places where it's not acceptable? How does it all work in the Arab world? Okay, it changed uh, the last three years uh, okay. tremendously. And it's much more open to the world. And of course, we have much more people who came here. Uh, when I arrived, it was in 2011. I remember even my uncle was asking me, you wear the veil, right? You cannot go to the beach in bikini. I was like, yeah, I go to the beach in bikini. Yes, of course. And it's a public beach, not in a string. And uh, not topless like they do in France, because there are many places in France where it's topless. No, they have a level of respect for every places. You cannot go in a mall. Now, yes, many people are going, but before the security was stopping you, if you don't have uh, this, you have a t-shirt, but it's cut here, for example, or you have your boobs coming. It's a mall. That's not the place to have your boobs, you know. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, it's about respect also, but in France, we could see that and it's normal. Then this is much more open now uh, in terms of alcohol. Also, uh, you needed to get a license to drink alcohol at that time. You still need now, but the restrictions are lower. They have many clubs, many bars where you can have alcohol without getting a license. It's totally free. I go in the street with my t-shirt like this, never anyone asked me to be covered. They are also very, very respectful towards other people and especially with women. That's the only country where I felt safe at midnight walking alone in the street in 2011 when I came. And I was amazed for that never I had any sense of aggression like I had in Belgium. My bag has been stolen many times. My wallet has been stolen many times in Belgium. I could not walk in the street without keeping my bag like that or attached here, you know? Here I'm totally free for that. That's a high level of security. And in terms of women, like me coming from different country not having a muslim background if you walk straight you are honest and you don't do bs it's a heaven 
honestly, for me, it's a heaven. Of course, you don't go in a bikini or with a skirt that it's just under your, your butt. Uh, when you go to the mall or grocery shopping, it's making sense, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's about this. They have beach where you can put your bikini. That's it. Go to the beach if you want to be in bikini. Don't go uh, on the highway in bikini. doesn't make sense. You get the point? They have a place for everything. But never I felt restricted. Mm. Honestly, never. Because even in 2011, I was not awakened like now. I was yeah. doing clubbing on the weekend. I was drinking but carrot bull and everything. And I was coming back at 5 a.m. <laughs> you know? <laughs> But I felt free. Never I had any problem. The only things that are strict about, and in many countries it's existing, but it's not applied, especially in my country, Belgium. Here, you don't drink when you drive because this is jail. This is yeah, well, I think that's And cool. they apply. They apply. In Belgium, they don't apply. It's just uh, theoric, you know. Oh, really? That's amazing. It will, uh, oh, my God, yes. That's different. As I look online, I can only say what I see online. I see the Arab world moving ahead in leaps and bounds in um, the way that they're building, you know, new cities. And there just seems to be a a lot of money there and they're building infrastructure for a new world. Is that happening around you in Dubai? Is, Is there a lot of building? I mean, I know that I think in Dubai they have that, you're in the desert there, like, like Sabine said, that she's in 45 degrees Celsius heat today. And they've got a, a, an indoor ski slope that around Correct. this. Have you been there? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's really a ski, <laughs> ski place. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So here we I'm are. I'm not the person who likes the snow. This is also why I love <laughs> Dubai. That's Never I've been attracted to mountains, skiing. Many people are going on holidays and they love that. I've never been on holidays for ski. All my life was holidays to the place where it's hot. Where it's hot. <laughs> what I wonder is, is it, um, so technologically it's leaping ahead in, le- in, he- in leaps and bounds. Is it also leaping ahead consciously? That's what I wonder. Like, so you're in the conscious community, somebody that's putting yourself out there as a healer and a telepath and an animal communicator. Is there a big... Um, group of people that you you know do you see that happening more and more in in the arab world it is it is changing a lot um i would say well-being center when i arrived were existing but they had maybe two or three and that's where i learned hypnosis and everything um towards the years you could see a new well-being center growing like a mushroom and now maybe we have 30 something like that here and there and it's all well-being center where they do psychic reading they do healing reiki uh, stuff like that they give courses they have some events cacao ceremony you know stuff like that they have some shaman doing cacao ceremony coming from abroad some residents that's growing a lot and they have also group who are more private who are doing meditation but i would say meditation on a high level with higher realm uh, consciousness higher realm being 
In terms of light language, I think they have few people practicing officially. And I decide, by the way, to teach that because I started with animal communication in 2014, was my first class into an hotel. I got seven people, which was amazing at that time. Yeah. Because it was the beginning of everything. And uh, this year, 11th of uh, June, I started to teach light language online. Mm. And I've been surprised on the second lesson, all my students could speak because I was in a mood and I said, okay, let's do a test. If they are not okay, it's too early. We, uh, we have course until 30 of June, we meet one or two times a week. So let's see, oh my God, they could speak. Just to tell you how the consciousness changed. They could speak easily. I was launching, say, okay, go ahead now. And they were answering. And I'm like, oh, okay, good, nice. I have to tell Just you. Just to I tell think, you how it changed. Yeah. I've been to many light language uh, workshops. I think it's something, it's like, I don't know if you can teach it. It's, uh, you have to teach people how to let go and let it come through. Like, like any sort of channeling or spirit communication. You don't teach it. You teach people how to let go. <laughs> if it's right. going to come through, it's right. going to come through. I just wanted to say, Fiona, Fiona said here, yes, I'm here with the mindset. Well, ancestral limiting beliefs resonate with that. And Sarah's online. She said, oh, my God, thanks for inviting me to this. Well, animal communicator. She's the one that we were talking about that works with the horses. She says, animal communicator in Dubai. I have two Arabian horses here in Arizona. So we'll get we'll get Sarah on to quiz you a bit later. But I'd love to hear about how uh, the animal communication came to you, and then the light language, how that came to you. How did it all start? And yeah, I'll I'll ask you some more questions later. Animal communication always has been there. It was only me repressing. I shut down this. And when it came to the light, when officially, uh, finally, I started, it's here in Dubai, after I stopped uh, in finance, I lost my job in finance. You know, I was not ready to live. Then my guide pushed me out. That's how it works in general. You don't want to go, we will help you. You will uh, go out. And then I put an ad in the newspaper for animal healing. It was not animal communication because I was not courageous enough, let's say like that. And the first person I did healing on her dog sent me other people. It was the word of mouth. That's how it works. And time passed. And finally, you know, naturally, I started to communicate with the animal. People realized that and they started to speak more. And that's how... I was called to people for animal healing, but I still didn't announce officially animal communication. And it went like that for maybe two years. And finally, I put that on my website and I started to give the course uh, in 2014. It took me four years to write the second level of animal communication. I've written the first level because I was really excited. And then it took me four years to finally go out with the level two of animal communication. And regarding light language, it was in 2019 or 18, something like that. I was in a park 
doing meditation in the evening. And I remember, you know, for me, seeing people who passed away was something normal. And I saw someone, but that person was taller and the energy was completely different of what I had the habit to see. Then I asked him, I said, that's weird because you look human, but I don't think you are. I don't know. I'm confused. Say, who are you or what are you? But he had all the attributes of a human being, but different. I could not explain. That was my very uh, first time. Oh, I see. I disappeared on the camera, which is really funny when I'm speaking uh, about this. <laughs> anyway, I asked him, uh, who are you, etc. And he said to me, I'm a Lemurian. And I didn't know what a Lemurian, did you say? Lemurian. Yes, yes. Lemurian. yes. With, a, with a Belgian and accent. I love that. Or a French accent. Lemurian. Lemurian. <laughs> and he looked like a human, but he looked like a ghost, right? Uh, yes, somehow, yes. Ah, I've the joys of a live, <laughs> a live show. Um, <laughs> you see us warts and all. <laughs> Has anyone, while we're waiting for Sabine to get her camera plugged in, has anyone got any questions? Pop them in the chat because I can't see in everybody all at once. How many people here speak like language? Just pop, pop it in the chat. Yes, no, I know. Fiona, you said that you do speak light language. Kristen, have you, um, you've done some light language courses, haven't you? Anybody else? What about you, Sherry? Do you speak it? What about you, Diane? Have you, have you tried light language? I think that sometimes I do with my hands, not with my voice, but mm -hmm. with my hands. Yes. Yeah. And Leslie, what about you? I haven't. No, I um, purchased a little piece of Moldavite one time last winter and had such an effect on me. I thought I was, you know, breaking the light language, just leaving the store with it. I had quite wow. a few experiences with it, but, um, but no, I haven't. Yeah. Moldavite, is that, that's the black crystal, isn't it? It's black. black it's it's green. It's a oh, tectite. Black okay. crystal, but it's uh, the scientific scientific explanation for it is that probably what happened is a meteorite hit the earth uh, however many years ago um, and hit so hard it went into the earth and then bounced back out and rained down this green glass oh uh, yeah mm -hmm. you can only find it in one specific area like in um i think it's well, i hope i don't get this wrong but like in the czech republic so there's a limited amount of it, but it's quite powerful as long as you don't get a, um, an imposter, so to speak. So, yeah, but this was definitely the real thing. I had I had a few amazing experiences with it. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, a lot of people talk about Moldavite. I've heard I've heard a lot Moldavite. Yes, yeah, so it has been it has been known for people sell green glass and call it Moldavite. So you have to be careful who you're getting it from. Well, I have to say, I've, no. um, I've, I've known people who've been speaking it for over 20 years, maybe 25 years. So it's nothing new to me. 
but I have um, not quite managed to be able to speak it. And I asked my guides why, and they said, that's not your job. Your job is to actually make sense of complicated spiritual stuff and make it sense to the, to the logical mind so that people have an understanding. Whereas light language is the opposite in that it takes you out of that logical mind and puts you more in your heart. You have to because you don't logically understand it but we all have different jobs to do. Here she is, she's back. Yes, I'm back. You're back. Yep. Tech, tech problems. So Sherry has a question here. What are some of the ways to help improve our animal communication? You see, animal communication for me is like light language. You need to let go of your programmed mind. Uh, let your ego going at the back and go with your heart, with feeling with your heart. That's the main things in animal communication. When I was facilitating that course, I remember the students who were the most relaxed were progressing faster than others. Yeah. And the one who was like freaking out or heavily stressed or could not let go of their mind and they were stuck in their mind were the one who were the slower and it's exactly the same with everything i would say and this is why we started with relaxation all the time before being able to open your senses because it's there you know when you was right when I said I'm teaching light language. I'm much more doing healing than anything else to open the throat and the heart. But it's the same with animal communication. It's about your throat opening and your heart opening. Because to communicate with animal, you need to convey the message. Then you need to open your heart and you need to open your throat. Mm. That's making sense because it's something we all have we are born with that, including light language. It's just a remembrance. We say course, we say teaching, we say attunement. This is human words, finally, for people, because we are all programmed. <laughs> this is why we use those words. But finally, we are born with that. It's in our essence. We all carry that in our soul. We just need to remove all the blockages we have. And then you go with the flow. Yeah. I think that with animal communication, we're talking, uh, you know, to them with our, our words, but we're throwing energy at them. We're doing this with people too. We're speaking like you and I are speaking with words, but we're actually in an energy exchange and the animals understand that energy but we don't actually know what we're doing do you know what i revisited the other day the celestine prophecy who's seen the celestine prophecy or read the book it actually talks about how when we're communication we're communicating with people how we're throwing energy at people um you know that it's like if a guy is trying to chat up a girl he might be throwing that sort of desirous energy i want you i want you and trying to act really cool or he might be throwing fear at her thinking i hope you like me i hope you like me do you like me and then again trying to act really cool but the whole time we're experiencing and and communicating through energy and animals get that and I think that Sarah would have something to say about this with horses. I remember when I was a kid, 
somebody said to me, put the fear of horse in me, you know, they feel your fear. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> you know, animals can feel our fear and feel our love. Do you want to expand on that, Sabine, about how animals communicate with us and us them? Yes, yes, for sure. Uh, you know, animals feel you and they can read you like you are an open book. Uh -huh. They know your deepest secret. They don't need to search. It's like written and they can read your energy. Most of the time, animals see us as an energy before anything else. When they communicate with us, often they send images, feeling, sensation. You receive also sometimes, depends the animal and your level of practice, if you have practiced enough or not, you can receive full sentence or so hearing the thought in your mind. But mainly when you convey a question to the animal when you are communicating, yes, you say the words in your mind, but they don't receive the words. They know yes, no, but if I say no, it's not no. If I say no, that's a different thing because they have the energy within. And that's what they receive, the energy behind the words, the energy we send to them. And mainly when they start to be fearful, often they have a reason is because we have conveyed the energy to them or they had a trauma and they still carry that energy from the past they are able to feel many things and also they are our mirror when i see an animal i know through the animal what is the personality of the owner sometimes the animal is telling me directly this and this is happening but most of the time they don't need to tell me it's written on their energy because they mirror the owner it's a pure mirror in behavior even in sickness i've seen many cats and dogs having kidneys failure and funnily the owner had the same it's not always the case they have kidney failures for other reasons i took that example out of nowhere but I've seen anxiety in some cats. The owner was a very anxious person. Um, I had many, many situations where the animal was mirroring the owner. And one case I will never forget was a dog who stopped to eat for many days. And even the vet says, this is psychological. I can't do anything because on the medical side, they have no issue. But the vet didn't know the personal life of the owner. And then I've been called, of course, for that dog. And the owner didn't eat. She was anorexic. Yes. But nobody told me. Even the dog didn't say this way. The dog had difficulties to open at the beginning. And finally, when I went deeper and I started to do healing on the dog and questioning again and again, because the dog was like in a shell at the beginning, like the owner. The owner was in a shell, mm -hmm. if I can say in a short way. Then finally the dog opened and said, why I would eat if she doesn't eat? Yeah. Why? No way. Then I questioned the owner and finally the owner opened the shell 
and explain to me the situation. But imagine the love, the unconditional love behind this. This is the best example of unconditional love because the dog was sacrificing himself for the owner because the owner somehow was killing herself day by day. Yeah. But the animal did the same as her to show her. And because she had so much love for her dog, she finally understood, okay, if I want my dog surviving to that, I need to eat. And she started to eat in front of the dog, but the dog didn't accept. It took, I think, 24 hours. And she called me back and she said, Sabin, I'm eating, but he doesn't eat. And I'm like, yes, he's waiting to make sure that you are not cheating. Mm. Imagine, this mm. is a pure, unconditional love uh, gesture. And they're all like that. They're ready to sacrifice themselves to save us. For example, you have a headache, they will take either all the headaches or a part of to help you to cope with the situation. But you cannot tell them, don't do this. They are yeah. made like that. They came with that mission to give us the support and to help us. They don't care if they need to die because for them, it's not dying. Yeah, they, they understand it differently than we yeah. do. Yeah, they don't have the, mm -hmm. the same understanding of death. Uh, during this week of uh, having the flu, the cat would not leave me alone. The cat wanted to sit on me the whole time. And my daughter was here. She was the one that gave me the flu. She came down, got sick, then I got sick. And um, she's like, he just wants to heal you. He just wants to heal you. And I'm like, get the cat off me. Because <laughs> I just didn't want that cat on me the whole time. Uh, yeah. And Eris says, my dog absolutely reflects what's going on with me. Anxiety, everything. We are soulmates, she said. Yeah. Animals, are they just they're really beautiful? You know, I've um, heard and seen with somebody's animal that an animal will take on, um, like take on the disease for their, uh, their owner so that the, the owner doesn't have to uh, exhibit the disease of, I saw a I met this guy through a friend who had a little dog that died of cancer and my guides told me that the little dog had actually taken on his cancer. But um, and having that understanding was not to make him feel guilty, but to clean up his, his thoughts and ideas that created, you know, the illness and imbalance in his body and the karmic ramifications of that because he was holding on to a lot of resentment and hatred and, uh, yeah, so... Yeah, there are greatest teachers in many ways, aren't they, Sabine? Oh, yes, they are. You know, for me, they are like, they're not like, they are. I want to correct what I'm saying now. They are angels and even archangels, I would say, because the only difference between them and angel, archangel, is that they choose a body, which is an animal body, to incarnate. But when you look at animal, because they don't have the voice and we are limited, we, we focus always on the speaking. That's it. We, are, we have been programmed this way. We want to speak, absolutely. Uh, we are not at the level where we can communicate, uh, communicate telepathically. Imagine a Zoom today, <laughs> telepathic communication. We are not yet on that level. It will come, I'm sure. Since years, 
I feel that that one day people will communicate much more telepathically than with the voice. But when you look at animal, only the voice is missing for us because for them, nothing is missing. And they choose that vessel because it's just a vessel, nothing else. They choose that vessel. I disappeared again from the screen. Today is a very funny situation. <laughs> anyway, I continue and I will replug. It, it's not unplugged. It's my camera and the camera is still on. Anyway, they choose a different vessel to incarnate. And somehow it's easier for them to do the job being into a body of a cat or a dog or a horse instead of being in a different body than an animal body because they are accepted easily when they are into that body. Yeah. There's a question here from Thomas on YouTube who says, what's the best way to heal animals if you haven't done any animal courses? So you've talked about healing yourself will help your animal. If the animal is experiencing some malaise, is there anything that you can do before you take it off to an animal healer and to give it some sense of relief? Uh, yes, and I would say it's quite easy. You don't need to follow any course for that. You just have to close your eyes and you visualize your animal in a ball of light. Mm -hmm. And you imagine that the light is feeding the animal and pushing out everything that is heavy. Any pain, any suffering, this is the best tool and it's working yeah it's working because of your own intention your own love you can even visualize that you connect yourself from the source imagine the light coming from your crown chakra passing through your head going directly into your heart and you fill your heart with it you expand your heart with the light and you become the light and then you spread the light to your animal from your heart. The light you receive from the source, you spread it from your heart towards the animal. And you get an image inside your mind of the animal being in full shape, being back in a perfect state of health. Mm -hmm. And you surround the animal with light. This is the best tool I know. Yeah. It's the best tool for healing for both animals and people. It's what I do constantly with people. I did it the other day. So the other day I said something that pissed off my daughter and then she wouldn't speak to me before she went out. I said, are you upset with me? And she's like stomping around the house, you know, not speaking. And then I was doing some work and she went out and I was feeling really sad something about having the flu makes you were talking about being an empath Sabine it's like having this flu has made my empathic ability so heightened so heightened um like it's like I feel so sensitive it's so weird so even just dropping my vibration a bit by worrying about my daughter being upset sort of feels like death to me it's like it feels so bad so I'm trying to make her feel better and make me feel better. And I'm doing the same thing that Sabina is saying. I was surrounding her in light, but I was sort of trying to raise my vibration to do it. 
Um, because when you're thinking about someone in, in a way, you have to change the way you think about them. So I'm thinking about her being upset and then I'm trying to visualise her being surrounded in light, but the upset vision is staying, is more dominant in my vibration, right? It's more dominant. And so it was kind of like glitching. It's like I would see her in light and then she'd glitch back and I'd be in upset again, see her upset. And then I'd see her in light and then she'd glitch back. It was like glitching. It was so funny. It was so funny as I was trying to sort of adjust, adjust my thoughts about her, seeing her, you know, happy and living in the light as opposed to the grumpy person that had stormed out of the house. And um, anyway, I managed to do it not very well and for not very long, but I managed, I attempted it and then I just got on with what else I was doing. And then she came back from wherever she went and she came back with holding a bunch of flowers and gave me a bunch of flowers. And I thought to myself, wow, that worked. And I didn't even do it very well. <laughs> but surrounding her in light had completely changed her mood. And then she'd sort of thought about how being upset with me was probably not a great idea. And she bought me flowers. And I thought, oh, that was so nice. What are you saying here, um, Fiona? Do you want to come on camera? Where are you? You've got your camera off. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I was just saying when you talk, when Sabine was talking about, um, you know, developing mental telepathy and how she feels that, you know, it will come. I've been worried about my twin granddaughters. They're two in August and not saying a word. And one of them has some developmental delay. So I've been yeah, quite concerned about them. And then about two nights ago, I had a dream and someone, I'm not sure who the being was, was telling me, that it's about them developing mental telepathy you know and it was almost like I was being told step back don't worry about it Absolutely. this is sorted it's part of you know the plan <laughs> so I was able plan. to release some of it some of the concern so it's very interesting yeah who was I talking to the other day that said the kids are blanketing the world in a new consciousness I loved that who was who said that the other day remember who it was and uh yeah I used to, i'm seeing it more and more years ago he's probably a teenager now he was nine um someone brought me their child who didn't speak for nine years she she'd been trying to make her child speak well not for nine years for sort of eight years you know since the time when kids are supposed to start to speak just desperate to make this child speak and um after taking her him to multiple healers and doctors and therapists and speech pathologists and everybody her friend suggested she come to me and the message was this kid is not supposed to speak he's here to develop tele telepathic communication wow and, um, and when she started seeing him differently it took her a couple of years I don't know where she is with it but it took her a couple of years to let that sink in because she was so desperate for him to be the way we are and you know what what, what we yeah yeah of course have a you know normal life have and a normal life speaking that changes she would say things like you know when he's in the playground kids would just run up and hug him and not want to let go i mean the kids were all communicating telepathically with him it's just that the humans weren't you know wow. the human, not humans what do you call them the adults. adults the adults yeah, yeah. and uh yeah and it's just like so some kids are coming in with that mission that if they don't speak then you have to really pay attention to your telepathic abilities and yeah uh, and yeah. start developing them who's that yeah are you, are you back online where's sabine yeah so um yeah i'll try them, it yeah some, some of them are coming in and, and I, I was i was saying to her that before you demanded that he speak 
you're already communicating, being the mother, you're already communicating telepathically. Every mother does, right? Every single mother does. Uh, um, just go back like you knew when they were hungry, you knew when they had a dirty nappy, like you, you know things about your child. Go back to that knowing and um, communicate through that knowing instead of demanding that he speaks. Anyway, it's not easy for everybody to do that. But uh, the other day I was in a garden. Sherry, do you want to come on camera and, and share your story? Thanks, Fiona. Uh, yeah, no, it was so funny. I mean, no way to prove it, but I was out in the garden the other day, me and the dog sat in this chair and way, way up on top of the roof came these two birds and they sat there and they were chattering really loud to each other, you know, far from me, but I could hear them. And I really felt like I knew what, what was wrong. They wanted me and the dog to get out of the garden because they wanted to go in that tree that was near me. Uh, so there must be a nest or something, but I just really felt you that knew. that was what, what it was. And so I waited for another little bit and uh, finally said, I'll go in the house to just see, you know, there's no other way. And when I went in the house, I waited for a minute and two birds, I guess they were the same ones. I don't know. They looked the same, went <laughs> down into that tree. Now I, I was like, wow, but it was like, I really felt that I, I knew what they said. <laughs> it's funny. That's so cute. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that we do, yeah, we do a lot, you know, we do know, um, most people here probably got animals, cats, animals, horses, uh, dogs, we do know what our dogs and cat animals are thinking, we do, but we don't give any credit to that knowing, because a lot of telepathic communication mm -hmm. is not communication like we communicate, you talk, I listen, I talk, you listen, it is just an innate knowing like you just know it's a it's a lot faster and more efficient way of communicating because you know a lot in one second you know and it'll take you a long time to actually speak what you know but you get that you get the bang you get the whole picture in one moment so to speak yeah it's, it's going to be amazing when we start to move into a society where telepathic communication is more um, common don't you think are your backs are being yeah. i mean yeah, the, the efficiency in communication will be so, um, so amazing. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Sherry, for sharing that story. So we're back with, um, where were we? Hi, <laughs> where were we? Let's talk about the light language. When did the light language start coming through? What sort of effects have you seen on the animals when you're helping them as opposed to not using the light language? I've seen a tremendous uh, difference, to be honest. I was not expecting that, but it changed completely the outcome in terms of healing. When I was doing a healing session, it changed completely. And especially after COVID, because during COVID, like everyone, I passed everything online and I stayed online before I was doing home visit. Also, I moved during COVID. I've been more far away from the city. Then it's even more difficult to do home visit. And that's also when light language came, I mean, officially. Officiously, I started the first time into a session it was with my daughter after i met 
uh, that Lemurian being who became one of my guides, by the way. One day I was doing a session on my daughter and normal energy healing through Zoom. And all of a sudden, light language came. And I felt really comfortable because it's my daughter. You know, it's not a client. I was not shy. Then it was like natural. I let it go. I start. I do whatever I have to do. All of a sudden, she started to answer in light language. Then I was like, oh, okay. I continue. We were speaking light language together. It was quite fun. And then I stopped and I felt like pushed to write. I took a, a notebook and I started to write in light language for the first time <laughs> what she was saying. And after she finished, she said, mom, why did you stop? It was fun. You know, I liked it. And I really felt the energy it was amazing. And I looked at her and I did that. I said, look, while you were speaking, I was writing. And I think if I'm not mistaken, what I have written is what you said. And she said, show me and i did that and she looked at me. oh yeah ta, 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 ta. and i'm like what you know what it, what it means you say yeah because i just said and like, oh okay and that's how things started to become let's say more official that someone knew i do and later on it was with a male uh, client I felt comfortable it's a regular client and I felt he was ready also to receive. My biggest fear was being judged and I think that's the fear of everyone when you speak light language because if you listen with your brain, it looks like gibberish. It's something you need to feel, you need to listen with your heart to really understand the deep meaning of that. Then I started with him and I felt comfortable and slowly I started with animal on the camera. And I've noticed that animal was shifting much faster. And even people, they were shifting much faster. That person, the, my male client told me, Sabine, that session was totally different than what we have done together before. And I want that all the time. And I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> that, that's a tremendous change. And every time now, I have some cases where I don't do light language, but it's very rare. Most of the time when I work on animal on Zoom, uh, light language is coming at some point. Can come at the middle of the session or the beginning or the end. They have no orders. It's like, I feel like a push and it just comes. it's coming out. So yeah. you speak it verbally. You're not just doing it telepathically. You're, you're actually speaking it verbally, the light language. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what do you think, why do you think it's making a difference? What do you think is happening? I think it's making a difference because it's passing the brain barrier for everyone, for me and for the person. Because we have to be honest, uh, when I do healing, the person is watching me. They don't watch the animal. They watch the animal a bit, but they watch me more. And some people have an energy that is not always easy for me to handle. I mean, to hold the space. Even if I prepare myself, I can do whatever I want. I have people who are like this. And I see them on the camera. 
You get the point because they are near to the dog or the cat or the horse, whatever, and they're like that. Uh, depends the energy they carry, but if it's some people who are frustrated by their job, they have repressed anger or many heavy emotion inside them, I feel it directly because I'm very sensitive. Then it could make me sometimes uncomfortable. Even if I try to do abstraction of that, you still feel it coming to you. They send you an energy, even they don't realize. With light language, it's like removing everything because the person most of the time doesn't expect to hear the light language. And then they don't focus on you, they focus on what is going on in the space. And in my side, I've noticed when I do light language, it's like Sabine disappear somehow. I'm still there, but I'm not there at the same time. And I've noticed my voice because I learned also to listen myself after because I recorded some light language I have channeled that I put on my website or so. My voice is a bit different. The intonation, the, the tone of my voice is not the same. And through light language, I've noticed I go through different tone because sometimes I channel my own light language, can be the light language of the animal, can be the light language of different beings coming through the session, can be one, two, three beings sometimes, depend which work we do. Then it's removing all the barriers for the people and also for me. It's making easier because I can make some distance. When I do energy healing, even if I have my eyes closed, I need to see where I am. Otherwise, I found myself there sometimes. Then I need to come back and I need to open my eyes at some point. Yeah, that, that's completely different. I don't have yet all the words to explain that on a human level. But I can say the power is into the light language is embedded with energy it's a healing energy somehow and it's embedded with code and um geometry that's i can't go in detail because for me it's a feeling yeah beautiful beautiful has anyone got any uh questions thank you for sabine for the conversation I've been using it for the last 12 years. Do you want to come on, uh, Fiona? Do you want to chat to Sabine about that? Where are you? Come on camera. Yeah, hi. Um, I just wanted to thank you, Sabine, because I'm just so resonating with everything that you're saying. And um, I've been using the light language for over 20 years, but really, really repressed it uh, because when I start to speak it, the sounding and the toning, it can sometimes get really loud. And I'm, I've always been like a fairly quiet person. So it's like this huge energy comes through. And it's only been in the last um, 12 months that I've started to use it in one-on-one -on -one sessions with people. And in the last six months with small and large groups and even just on Friday night, I had a small group of about seven people and I went around doing a sound bath and I went around and individually did the light language. It was also different over each person and, and I was... Um, I really feel like I'm stepping more out to do it. So hearing you speaking like this, it's really giving me um, more confidence and 
belief in myself. So thank you for that. And I feel that there's, you know, there's pathways being created by people such as yourself and, and others who are doing this more and, and opening it up to be more available. Yeah, thank you. That's great. 20 years, my goodness. Wow. Yeah, 2001, it got activated and I was just in shock. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> it was really bizarre. <laughs> but yes. um, yeah, just having more confidence and also doing it in natural environments. Like I really want to do that more, um, you know, out in the bush with the trees and I think it can uh, impact, you know, the grid lines and all sorts of, there's so much potential with this, this, as you say, it's a healing energy. Yeah. 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 Well, Thank you. Beautiful. Thanks Fiona. Thank uh, do you want to do some light language for us now? I think I asked you this question last time. You gave us a beautiful message from the animals. I said, you know, what are the animals communicate when they're not communicating about their personal issues and the personal issues of their owners what are the animals saying to humanity um, what is their message you gave a beautiful on the show uh, has anything you know have you heard more since then about what the animals want humans what they want us to know let me ask <laughs> i think it's better because they have many things they want us to know, but now I'm asking if they have a specific message. I think everyone knows they are here to give us unconditional love. And for many people who never received love also, they can experience the love for the first time, the real love through an animal. And I hear that very, very often. Um, after COVID, many people started to have dogs, cats more than before. And I've noticed also people are much closer to animals because, you know, it's like you're confident, you don't feel judged. That's the most important things. And I think they teach us also, do not judge, to live in the present moment, to love unconditionally and to be passionate and forgive. Because when you live in the present moment, you don't have any attachment in the past because they don't have those luggage like we have. When you observe them, you grow tremendously. Most of the time, we don't take the time to observe them because Unfortunately, up to now, I still hear often, it's just an animal. It's not just an animal. It's a soul incarnated into a body. That's the, the main difference there. They have so much to teach us. And in the next few years, 10 years, 15 years maximum, not more than that. We will finally, as human being, being able to connect on a deeper level with each and every animal, but not only animal. I hear the insect world also. 
which is still difficult for many people today, but it will change. We will be able to understand them on a deep level. And we will come back to a time that was existing before, especially in ancient Egypt. And many shaman are still doing it in this way. They were deeply connected with the animal kingdom, with the nature. And communicating with them, sensing them was something natural. What is happening today that most of the time we can't communicate with them because we are blocked in our mind. It's just a programming we have since Aeon, I would say. I'm asking now for light language to be channeled for each and everyone here, for the people watching. Nuko atiena isa ni mikia koa ni kia na saya kama ukoa ni taya kanaia koa. This light language is mainly about judgment. Uh, that's what one of my guides is saying now, because we still have this huge programming of judging constantly we don't even realize we do it it's like automatic pilot and my guide says this light language will help you to ease the process of non-judging or judging less they say you can uh, okay i have more now coming you can Listen this light language again and again. It can be handy every time you feel you need more support because it will not just carry the absence of judgment or helping you to ease uh, those programming because judgment is linked to the image we have about ourselves, but many, many programming that we are not even aware of. Naikuma, Bikukua, Katimatikua, Kanyakatakua, Katiamatisana, Kamayako, Kanyakatiata, Sanakua Kai. It is Sanakota, Kanyamikiasukunaika, Atakuma, Kasanakiti, Namaika, Osunokoa, Nakani, Misa, Kanyatakosuna, Ikia, Kamaya, Tainikiasakum. They ask you to open your heart even more. They want you to send you the code the lights code for embedding that in your heart they say please open your heart now to receive Akonamakia sana kieta kamakaita, sonukotia koi. 
no conhece a tina caída, a tina caída que tu coma casa na cara, na sucuca, nica te socona e cá a tina caída que é só, a te que na co cos, nica te tisa te te que te te que te coma, na isso, tina isso, tu cono no tosa, no coma a zani que tu coes, a gente tu coma zani que é tu, nem essa todo o dia, te te mais sucuca nem aí Nah, satu aja. Cina kaisa, untuk tu kutoni kita tamai kasani katik 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 ukutoni ya tamai. Asa kanima tu kato isani mika asa. Sudut cuma kemasa. Cina ita kaki kuak kaki kuak kaki kuak kaki metik kita sani kita. Asa kono naya nama kiasa tikumai kiri. Ata kanama kani kiti aku ma akani aku ma ka. Asa naku aje kanima tia kasani kama kiri. Kiri 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 kukuana kukuana kadis sanami kata sekutu tu koma sanieta tasukonya nemika sanieta tisa tu kono maika osukonya tawa adisanaku kaji kadi tersayi tahatu tu kuka tu 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 koma kita kata ini kata kuka ini kadis kuka kasi kukusku kata kadi sana kiri sekatida sekutu kata ikan kata ikan tu kuto 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 Kami matka hisai ketika tu kami katai 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 tu kuma tak ni ku kama kaku kai kaku kaki matka kasar katai ku tu kai kie atau ku kati ku tu kati kadu ku sani kata kisa ku kati nama kiki kiki kiti ku tu sani kau ku sa tak tu kati ti sai ni kita sukua ni kata ti kata ya tak tu naik sakti ku kati kana ika Oso, jangan kisu, jadi su, jadi su, jadi suku tu ni kusah cipta suatu cipta ni satu sani cipta suku, sani kusu ada nama kusu ada. Jono kau suat berzai, kini sebut zai, kini sebut zaman kau, abad zu kau dan zai zai. Sani berzai, cipta tu semua, sakti zibatza, kini ni tu tu kau berzai ni kau tu, agi tu berzai zai. Zutu kuno mai zakati itu tu pasai dinak zai zakati tu suku zai nak zai zakati nak zai zutu bai tane zai kita ukuai tezana kiasa zakati zai nikai tu kuzubat dikan zai zakati ya zakati ya zakana maksud kau mazakina zai itu zutu zai tas zai nikita Ozutu kubat sajiz kubat dah sekarang nizai kat sebut 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 nizai ni milik kita kita sebut 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 baik kita 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 kubat kita 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 mana nizai kita tu kita kubat tak kita sekarang nak kita kita kubat tak kita kubat kat sekti tak kubat sebut nizai kat 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 sebut nizai Tama tu kita tanya nampak suka ni kita sakti nama kita sakti kutu 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 mai cikat 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 tu tu suka ni kita kita cikat kutu nama cikat ni ya kuah sekarang nama kita sakti kita kuat dia mati kanya mati kita dia mati kita menikat kita ini nak stay kita tua kat 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 rumah 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 Negatifkan aku, katakan kataku, katakan kataku, katakan kataku, katakan kataku, katakan kataku, katakan kataku, mai sani. Asalnya, jika nama sani katih satu punya mai sani kata isaji kena itu kuai. Nama ek sani kata isaji kini tak khusus nama kian, kian tisana, kian. 
Ana kosa, ne kona saya na kitiana kitiato kutoso nae. Na makia na sako aka tiniki aka sanika. A sono hoi kaneta sone kia ta kameki ta na saiki ta kanai ka saiki ao. Tono mai ke saiki nae ko. Ana kona ni kitiana kita kai kane mateka. Ana moko na isanika na kaisa ko mai. Ana kono sukti ni kia ko aka ni kimea. Saniki te ko makata na sukti ni ko tani kia. Tani ko tani kia isai. Ani kisai moko tani kia to sukoi ni. No ko sonai kana sikutoi te kana mai sa kani ai o kana mai sa ni kia sukuto no mai ka sani kiti koma ka kani sa ati kiti a koma a kina a kani uko a kani a kasa no ko a kani tama ka kani kie ko a kani a se Nukun oisa tima kani soukoni matikani kakani kakani skua kini eisa. Thank you. You're welcome. My pleasure. Wow. It sort of shifted and changed. Started, started, yeah, like, I don't know, it was bizarre. Like it was... Like there were many different groups speaking. Correct. Yeah. 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 Correct. Yeah. yeah. So it started with one group and then it shifted yeah. to like, it's almost like another dialect or another message from another group. Yeah. It was interesting. Yeah. I was seeing visions. When you first started, I was seeing visions of the people that were sending the transmission absolutely beautiful it reminded me of this art that i see on instagram this woman does this digital art of these um star nation beings and i saw that and then i and then it shifted to like an archangelic energy i felt like i was seeing these archangelic beings and um yeah and then more people came yeah it was yeah <laughs> Yes, yes. Today was uh, really something, and I felt myself the energy. This is why after I say, oh. <laughs> and Leslie, was says, very... Leslie says the language and the messages feel so soft. So it was feeling really soft. What, who else was experiencing? Marianne, what about you? What were you experiencing during all that? I, I felt like really relaxed, like really peaceful. Yeah. You did, did you see any visions or did you get, did you receive no. a message? No. Yeah. No. Sabine, so what, what is your feeling? Do dogs and cats and horses and animals, do they reincarnate? Yes, they do. They reincarnate. And I have two sides of it. Um, first side is animal telling me. Sometimes I have animal telling me I will do this in my next life and I will do that. I had the stallion horse who was at the end of his life explaining to the owner, you know, I will arrive at that stage and I know for you it will be more comfortable to put me on sleep and I'm totally okay with that. 
And I want to tell you that my next life, I will not do this. I want to be a mayor and I want to do uh, my job as a part of the breeding. She has been shocked, of course, because it's not always accepted easily. And uh, the horse said, my next life is about being at the service in a different way. Because even I'm doing this, being a part of the breeding and constantly having babies, for me, it's a mission. It's participating and teaching humans about something that you can't comprehend now. I had uh, other animals speaking about their past life. And I had also two clients of mine while I was doing a transpersonal regression therapy for an issue that my client had. The dog came in the session out of nowhere. And the dog was answering some of her questions she had. It's already a light worker. I have to be honest, and for her, it was quite easy to go in many different ways in the same session. And then the dog said, listen, I've not been always that fluffy dog you know today. I've been this, I've been that. And that dog said, which surprised me, because you see, even me, I realized that they say, wow, you still have limiting belief. Because I thought that cats stays in the realm of cat. Dogs stay in the realm of dogs and horse stay, whatever. No, that dog said, I've been a horse. I was like, oh, wow. That day, it shifted my mind because I didn't have many, many experience of animal telling me every day, oh, you know, I've been reincarnated into a chicken and then I've been a horse and I've been that, la, la, la. No, for me, it was something rare. That's what I thought, but it's not so rare that they change. And they do it because they have a mission. They know in advance before incarnating, what is their mission? What will be the main job, let's say, like that? And the type of people they need to help. Yes. Yeah. Let me ask you, Marianne, why did you ask that question? Do you think that you've had a soul? No, because I, I've, I've heard other animal communicators say that they've been told that animals do not reincarnate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I can say from direct um, experience that my cat's been with me three times. And I know that because they cat showed me. He did come back as a cat and black each time. And, um, but uh, yeah, he showed me like last time my old cat died, it only took four weeks for him to come back into my life, four or five weeks. I said, I'm not going to get another cat. But I had this vision or this dream of seeing the little cat when she died. It was a she, like seeing a little cat spirit body go up like this. And I'm like, oh, I'm watching her, you know, ascend. And then she did a direct U-turn and came back down into another black cat body. <laughs> And after I had that vision a few weeks later, a kitten shows up in my garden and um, it's like, I've been with you for 20 years. I'm going to come back and be with you again for another 20 years. That's the one that wants to sit on me the whole time when I'm sick. Yeah, so they have contracts with, you know, like like we have soul agreements with people. Um, what's that sound? Like? But they don't, they don't switch, they don't go from animal to human right is yeah, that correct can. absolutely they can oh, yes. 
I've also heard that's not possible. So there's a lot of contradictory uh, information out there. A soul is a soul is a soul is a soul. And you can be a mountain, a planet, an animal, an ET. Um, you know, you can flow through, you can flow through AI if you want to. You can flow through human, plant, animal. You, you can go anywhere, do anything, choose any experience. Like there are no limits to the soul and what the soul can choose to do. No limits at all. And the limits that we put on them, sorry, I've taken over Sabine, but the limits that we put on them are the limits of the, the human mind that likes to box things and limit things and compartmentalize and separate. It's just the human mind that says, you know, these are the rules, yes, no, but source energy is infinite, infinite and unbounded and omnipresent. You know, we are God, we can do anything we want. Be anything we want. Sorry, Sabine, did you want to answer that? Not especially. Um, I just know also that with the technique I'm applying on human when I do therapies, not energy healing therapies, which is a transpersonal regression. Uh, with that technique, we have done exercise. I remember when I was in class and this shifted also my limiting belief. Uh, because they asked you to connect with your higher self to see if your higher self has more feminine or masculine energy. Uh, what was your very first incarnation on earth? What you was? And I've been surprised of discovering what I was because I've been animals. I've been a human, like, you know, human who doesn't have any mind developed, let's say like that, who just chat touch a lead and say, ah, like this, you know, all the life. Uh, and I was amazed. I was like, this is what my first love. Oh my goodness. I was shocked. And this shift completely my belief because I experienced through an exercise we were doing in class. And I was like, I've been that, oh my goodness. And I've been that too. I could not believe it. it took me a while to really accept. It's really difficult for people to shift strong limiting belief system we have because we are programmed since centuries. Aeons. It goes really deep into our ancestral lineage. Then for us humans accepting that we had animal life and that animal can become human is like, what? Uh, excuse me, can, can you repeat that? I didn't hear correctly. Uh, are you mad? Uh, are you fine? You're not sick? That's what most of the time, even me, I was thinking until I finally experienced it. Because I'm psychic since I'm a child, I couldn't lie myself. I couldn't say, no, what I'm seeing is not true. <laughs> at the point, at the level where I was, for me was like, revealing to myself oh my god Sabine you are so limited even today I'm not in a battle but I'm still sometimes fighting towards my own programming and limiting uh, belief because I'm carrying a lot from my ancestor and I see that every day and I'm like okay okay and I'm speak to my guides say okay can you help me for this because I want to shift that 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 and every day I learn new things about my own limitation and I think all my life like everyone here you will learn about your own limitation and drop one after another 
to evolve. Yeah. But yes, we have been animals and we can be again. <laughs> and they can come into a human body. Because yeah. like you said, it's a soul, nothing else, just a soul. Yeah, with a lot of um, traditional teachings, you know, through our spiritual history, like call them religious teachings, either be Hindu or Christian or Vedic or Jewish or whatever teachings, there's like a lot of do's and don'ts and cans and can nots and, you know, you can't do this if you are this and like there's a lot of that going on. Um, but that's the teaching of the past and as we're opening to our multidimensionalism and understanding that time is not linear, um, you know, they say that if you've been a human or an animal and you reincarnate into a human, you'll never go back into an animal. Like we talk, we talk about it in such a linear way, but if time is happening all at once, then the soul can the soul can experience any form it chooses at any time. It just depends on what the soul is choosing to experience. So some choose animal forms in order to experience a physical lifetime that's easier than a human lifetime because you don't have the same negative beliefs that we all have. And so it's easier to be an animal. And then some people choose animal lives that are really hard you know, like imagine if you're a battery hen or, a, 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 you know, a, a calf it, tied up in a, in a cage because that's what the soul is wishing to experience. And then some master souls come back as animals in order to help their human counterpart and be there as guidance in an animal form. So you can have not masterful souls. When I say masterful, every soul is masterful, but masterful in experiencing the earth plane. Some have been here many times. Some have been here a short amount of time. So there are no rules and regulations. There's just what are you choosing? What is the intention? What is the agreement with the soul and the people that they're incarnating with? Yeah, it's all up for, there's no rules and regulations. It's just, what do you, you know, choice, 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 choice. But we're gonna leave it the live stream here and then we'll go um, just and have a little chat with uh, the group online and do some Q&A. Thank you so much, Sabine, for um, chatting with us today on the live stream, sharing your stories. Was my pleasure. Thank you for receiving me. Thank you, everyone. We'll catch you next time on the live stream and we're just gonna go and have a chat with the group online now. So thanks for everyone that for listening. Bye.